Hi everyone, welcome to Bad Examples. Woo! I'm Tracy. And I'm Jessica. And we were on Style Network's reality shows Jerseylicious and Glam Fairy, which followed Jessica as a makeup artist and me as a hairstylist. So obviously you may think that this whole podcast is going to be about beauty, but you would be wrong. Mm -hmm. We are going to talk about everything from love to relationships to sex to just being a hoe. (laughs) We are your new go-to girls for everything bad. So we want you guys to... um, have a little warning like a little trigger warning for this week um obviously our show is upbeat and fun and sexual and a good time and we're like your girlfriends however sometimes girlfriends need that moment where um it gets a little real so we've seen such a positive impact that we've had with you guys about sometimes talking of hard issues so we want to go ahead and like um reach some more serious topics like today we're going to talk about uh some loss grief a little bit of depression we're hoping this episode is going to help somebody or somebody you know because we don't have all the answers on this topic obviously we don't always know what we're talking about um we have dr nikki monty she is going to help us guide our way into cope and loss and um just dealing with how to get over things that I can't help you with. Jess sure can't help you with. None Mm -mm. of us really know what we're talking about. So uh, just to like move on and deal with it and heal from the process. So let's get a little real and hopefully you baddies can relate and this helps somebody along the road. So, you know, I went back and forth for a little bit, whether or not I wanted to talk about this on the show. And honestly, it's because of Tracy that I decided to go ahead because she's been, so open and honest with everything. Yeah, I try to like not lie about anything. Yeah, I mean, but she doesn't have to. Like, she didn't have to share her journey with Julian and his hearing loss. You know, she didn't have to bring you in on her wedding day. Um, but it seems like, you know, for every part of her life, she shared that with you. And um, she kind of inspired me to do the same today. Uh, so this episode, <laughs> I'm going to cry already. Please don't start. <laughs> okay, we're going to need alcohol for this for <laughs> sure. So this episode was originally slated to be called Jess and Denny Make a Scorpio. I'm already crying. Stop (laughs) it. All right. Goodbye. I found out I was pregnant soon after I shared the news with you guys. Meanwhile, it was a Scorpio baby. A Scorpio baby due on Halloween. Goodbye. I was like, oh, I'm going to have a little evil child. Yeah. Just like just like me. (laughs) It was perfect. And then about eight weeks later, I lost the baby. So this is something that you know, not a lot of friends and family even know about. And, you know, another one of my deciding factors to go ahead and share with you my miscarriage is that there's still such a taboo surrounding it. I think that people don't understand, like, how common it is. Right. And they instantly go into, like, why me? There's, yes, there's a ton of guilt, shame, confusion Mm -hmm. surrounding miscarriages. And there's, like, this social pressure to keep it under wraps. Like, it's an embarrassing secret. No. And I honestly felt that way. And, you know, when I shared what happened with a few people, I was so surprised that, family members and friends had gone through it and I had no idea. Yeah, because people don't always like, oh my God, I had a miscarriage. Like yeah. like, they, a pro- like a positive thing to throw out there, but it's right. like a real growing and learning experience, it is. I feel. And su- you know, people are suffering alone and, and the truth is miscarriage, like you said, it's very common. They say up to 25% of pregnancies end in miscarriage and that number is just for known. So there's so many women that the they unknown, don't even yeah. know that they miscarry. It happens yeah. so early in their pregnancy. So that number is probably higher. So I'm like, okay, if miscarriage is so common, why does no one talk about it? And why aren't we offering better sympathy? Yeah. Like when Jessica told me it was something I never shared with anybody. And I also like, I would bring up 
casually and ask her like you know how are you doing but like it wasn't something that I called her every day checking on her because I always when I called her would always try to change the subject onto something else and make it like that's what you're supposed to do when people have anxiety attacks you're supposed to instead of harping on their anxiety and being like oh my god are you okay what do you need blah 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 stay calm breathe like you're supposed to change the subject so that the person gets out of their head yeah and that's probably that's pretty much what I was trying to do with her. Like every time I'd call her, I'd be like, so this is what's going on and blah, blah, blah. Like, how are you feeling? And then like asking her quick, but then moving on because it's something that if you harp on and keep um, almost like manipulating your own brain to be like, well, I can't believe this. Like I can't do anything. It's, well, it's, it's paralyzing. It's so funny. Cause you, everyone took a different approach. Yeah. I, I, found I think I'm like, the most aggressive. <laughs> no, but your approach was really great. Cause it, um, it, put, it would put a smile on my face. It made and and you acknowledged you acknowledged it. You never yeah. pretended like it wasn't. No, I didn't want to act like it didn't happen. But yeah. I also didn't want you to sit there and always think about it. So I always yeah. tried to like change your mind about it. So let's let's start at the beginning. So listen, I know everyone has different experiences. So this is mine, okay? Um, and if you feel like this can help um, yourself or someone you know, you know, open the windows of communication. If you're, if, if your husband, your friend, a family members, or, you know, if you know anyone that's miscarried, like I'm hoping this episode helps, helps you um, feel comfortable with, you know, how you go about the conversation. Yeah. So, okay. So Denny and I started trying and I, you know, everyone's like, okay, doctor's like six months to a year. So I was like, okay, mm-hmm. I'm be, I think I'll be ready in about a year. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay, cool. Q one week. <laughs> I got these fucking ovulation strips. I don't know what I'm doing. I, Dennis goes literally like, because today I was like, oh, Dad, I think today's a, a 10 day. We're supposed to have sex. And he's like, you've said that seven times. And I'm like, I don't know what I'm doing. So also, can I put that Jessica may be a fucking genius? Because while all of us are <laughs> pissing all over our hands, getting a pregnancy <laughs> test, this girl peed in a cup and dipped the pregnancy test into the cup. Why are all of us continually peeing on, on our hands? <laughs> why are we doing this? When she told me that, I was like, why are you a fucking genius? <sighs> Who didn't think of that? Like, even with one of my friends, she thought she was pregnant and she was like, I can't hold it. I can't see. So I held her pregnancy test. She peed all over my hand. I'm like, why wouldn't I just hold the cup for you? Like, what the hell? Like, why didn't none of us think of this? Yeah. Use like these little like, uh, you actually had them. They were jello shots, like leftover cups. They're fucking hysterical. I was dying when you told me this This is so funny. So I had these ovulation strips and I didn't know what I was doing and I was peeing on them every day. And um, I, I, I ovulated. I think they were positive. So I thought I ovulated, whatever. And then I stopped doing this strips because I was like, all right, I ovulated. And I'm like, you know what? Let me start peeing on, on again. Uh, let me just, let's do it. So I, again, I have positive ovulation. So for like five days in a row, I was getting positive ovulation strips. And I'm like, mm-hmm. am I broken? So I Googled it. And Google was like, if you have fucking 10 days of positive ovulations, you may be pregnant. Extremely and I was fertile. like, no. I was like, no, 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 no. So I had a pregnancy test that I got from Walmart that was literally like $3. <laughs> and I'm dead serious. I've never taken one my entire life. I've never had an You guys know me. I'm fucking a paranoid freak. Yeah. I've this, never had an This girl an has like a fucking drawer full of condoms. I've never seen anything <laughs> like it in my life. A fishbowl. Yeah, it's a whole fishbowl. <laughs> so I'm like, I, I pee on this pregnancy test and I'm like, there's the one line that shows the test is working. And then there's the other line. And I'm like, is that a motherfucking line? And what did I tell you? As faint as the line is, if there's a second line there, you're pregnant. You're pregnant. No matter if it's like barely seen, <sighs> it's pregnant. So let's just say I spent the entire, my whole life on Google trying to, looking at other women's tests, trying to see if it was a positive. And I'm like, you know what? I pretended like it wasn't a thing. And like, I kind of made a joke to Denny and we looked at it and I was like, no, it's kind of a line, but not really, whatever. 
So the next day I read, they're like, all right, go get the test that is um, pink. Says the word pregnant? Well, first they were like, get oh. the test that's pink. It's way more accurate. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, cool. So I went and I got a pink test and the pink test that's showed what up. I always use. Super fucking yep. accurate. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, still in total denial. Next day I go back. I get tests that say pregnant, not pregnant. When I tell you this girl spent her rent <laughs> on buying pregnancy tests, she must have had 45 tests. I was blown uh, away. So that she says pregnant. I go, should I think now I have to tell Denny what's going yeah. on? <laughs> it's the time. So I went out to the store and I got like a book that has like, um, you know, it was like, you know, daddy's like, oh you're going to be a dad, yeah. like book, whatever. And I got like, oh, <laughs> the best is again, I don't even drink coffee. I go to Dunkin' Donuts. I go, I need the largest coffee you have. And the late <laughs> girl goes, so you need a large? <laughs> oh shit, it's not called venti here? Yeah. I was like, yeah, give me one of those. So I had the, lar- the large coffee, I had the... Um, the pregnancy test and I had like a like I wrote that like you're gonna need way more you know more of these and I left it out for Dan and I woke him up like Christmas morning and I was like go in the kitchen and he was like I thought you were making me breakfast I was so excited oh my god <laughs> and then he goes out there and both of us were literally just shocked because it happened so fast like I wasn't able to it's just not how I work I want to process these things and you know I hadn't even told Tracy yet because I wanted to record it and tell her um on air for you guys which by the way we have we did yeah maybe we should play that for them because it was funny <laughs> it well yeah like i was it was it was great i'll never forget your reaction because you were like you're not you know no because she went from telling me <laughs> they trying. were trying to like 30 <laughs> seconds later being like um so i have something to tell you i was like if you fucking tell me you're pregnant right now i may fucking lose my mind yeah i think i wanted to get her real reaction and i got that and that was so awesome so from the beginning you know i always wanted to share this journey with you guys um, so the first thing I did was I told my grandma because actually me and Denny literally drove that next day to go see her because she's 96. Yeah. Can't and waste time. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> well, I'm like, you know what? Should we wait? Like, should we tell our parents first? And I'm like, you know what? Tomorrow, like, she could fucking slip in the bathroom. <laughs> Jesus oh, like, Christ. You know what I mean? And I didn't want to, like, have any regrets, like, not telling her. So we went and told my grandma right away. And, um, you know, I did the whole thing. I got, like, made T-shirts for my family. Like, we took out my parents, took out Denny's parents. Listen, and save the T-shirts. Because yeah. down the road, uh, you're going to need them again. You know what? I got this thing for Denny's mom. Really beautiful sign that says, like, grandparents. Like, um, it was, like, this vintage, like, wood, like, handcrafted, mm-hmm. like, coming 2019. And I was, like, so, I've been so sad about it for so long. And I was, like, you know what? I messaged the girl on Etsy, and I told her what happened. And she was so nice. She goes, send it back. I'll refund you. And then when you're ready to get a new one, I'll give you a discount on it. Aww. So I was, like, that was so nice of her. Because I felt, you know, it was kind of just, like, harping on me all these things that, well, because it's like an instinct to like go run and tell everybody. Yeah. And like you don't. That's why um, doctors are always like, yeah, you know, you should wait like three months to start announcing yeah. it because like, I don't know, maybe it's me. But like the Malachia, the evil eye, like, yeah, with people that when you're not even cleared yet, like that's m- where my mind goes. So, well, you know, I I've thought about this actually in my head. Like, do I have any regrets on telling? I didn't tell that many people. I did tell my family and a few friends mm-hmm. and. I don't think I would have done it differently because I don't. It was your excitement. Well, no, because I don't think I would have wanted to do to go through the miscarriage alone. Oh do yeah, you know all, what I, I mean? didn't even think about that. Like it's that's the thing is that 
I can't imagine people who didn't tell anyone and then have to go through this process by themselves. It's just like, why would you would never like if someone died in your family, you would never like go through that alone. You know yeah. what I mean? But like with a miscarriage, that's what you're, you're expected to do that. Well, and you're and also you are you're mourning a loss. And whether yeah. you know that person or not yet, like it's still a loss of something yeah. that you had hopes for. So it's it's a horrible horrible situation i can't even sit here and try to understand and pretend that i know what you went through i've always felt horrible but i also told her all the time i'm like do not let this discourage you to continue trying because first of all she got pregnant on the first try like yeah i'm like maybe your body went into shock like now that it knows what's expecting like then things will go better like you don't know how your body's ever going to process it everyone is different um, all bodies react differently. I had three different kids, three different pregnancies. So I can't even tell you like once you're pregnant, once you know what to expect. I and have no fucking so idea. They're yeah, all different. That's crazy to me. So I like, try that's to remember I, that. Yeah, like your your body is different with every experience. And I was like, maybe yours just went into like panic mode, and that's what a miscarriage really is—is is just the body not ready. So, okay, so you know, I the I'll, first of all, I'll never forget the feeling of first finding out because Tracy, did you feel this way? My heart. I thought I, it was going to explode. I was so, I, I was like, oh my God, I've had anxiety before. Mm-hmm. I've never felt anxiety like that on me. I more went into shock. Like I felt like I got bit by a shark. Yes. Yes. That's like actually yeah. a great. Yes. I, my chest, it was I felt so my, tight. My body moving, but I wasn't moving. <laughs> yes. Like, it was it like was I was running surreal, in circles, but yes. I wasn't moving my feet. It was a surreal fucking thing. Like you go into total kind of panic mode. Like, yeah. ha- like it's, it's a crazy, I don't know how to describe it, but. And then you're like, oh, shit, I can't even take medication for this. Like, (laughs) You know what I mean? Yeah, no, (sighs) it's rough. I mean, finding out like is like the happiest and weirdest thing you'll ever happen because it's like you instantly are like, holy fuck, like I'm in a a year I have like mad responsibilities. So it was it was it was crazy. So I'm I'm feeling all this anxiety. And then slowly, like as you know, we told my my family and friends, like it becomes more real and you start um like daydreaming you're start like oh like i think started thinking about october and like yeah you know what i mean like you start uh, y- it becomes real yeah and you know you start talking about baby names and you know it becomes a, a topic of conversation every day and it is fucking crazy when you're pregnant how all of a sudden i mean my whole life like i've never treated my body with any care <laughs> like oh if my I, god if i want fucking cheese fries i'm eating cheese fries like the end yeah but like all of a sudden, I'm making fucking green drinks every morning. I'm like, who am I? It was because like, you're gonna be a good mom. Yeah. You just you putting all Jessica this shit is in my so drinks. like this. She's so type A. Like even yeah. with her dog, like she like microwaves his blankies so they're warm. <laughs> like I can't even deal with. Like she's gonna be a great mom, but she she you know like when you don't have kids, like you get to be selfish. So like it's yeah. hard going from like being selfish to like being like holy shit, I have this other person I now have to care for. Yeah. And like none of my needs matter. It, so it's a transition. Yes. You're, yes you're, and it's funny because you always say that you're like, I don't go put myself first. And that's kind of already when I was I've pregnant, gone a month and a half that. without getting my nails filled for the last three <laughs> years. Like I don't, I don't, sh- I shower four minute showers. Like uh, you get nothing for you. One time Jessica was like, I think I'm going to go home, make a tea and nap. I'm like, what the fuck <laughs> is that? <laughs> what is a nap? <laughs> so, you know, I was even, I was downloading all these apps that every week it tells you like, oh, your baby is the size of a yeah. fucking, you know, a, a poppy seed, like all these things. And it was, I was really getting into it. I was like, this is fun. And I could feel the changes in my body. And yeah, it was a really cool, like surreal experience. That I never thought I would enjoy. And I, I honestly did. Um, so, okay. Fast forward to um, my doctor is my 
OBGYN is pregnant. So she happens to be going on maternity leave. So she says to me, I want you guys to come in before I, I go. I want to have your first ultrasound and we could do it together, you know. And I was like, okay, like I definitely want to see you, you know, before you leave. So, you know, I'll never forget. It was such a beautiful day. It was the first like warm weather day. We drove there with the windows down. And me yeah. and Dan were like so excited. Like we we're going to see our baby like on, you know, the ultrasound. Right. And it's like a moment I feel like you've always you think wait about. It. It's like yeah. in the movies. Yes, it's like in the movies. Like you've seen it happen in the movies. That's exactly how it is. Yes. And and you know how I'm like such a weirdo? Like I was so paranoid about having Denny in the room with me yeah. for anything. <laughs> <laughs> and it's true. Like you just don't end up caring. It's so weird. Mm -hmm. The only thing that was really funny is that I got on the scale <laughs> with him in the room. And I was like, Denny, like shield your eyes, you know? <laughs> and like, it was like a joke. He closed his eyes. And then the fucking lady nurse lady goes, says it out loud. I, I was like, bro. <laughs> You had one job. You had one job. I just told the guy to close his eyes and you say it out loud. That's so funny. Then he starts dying laughing. So, okay, we get we get in the room. We we starting the ultrasound and it was like the craziest experience. She's showing us. Yeah. You know, we're laughing. She's like, "Oh, look, there's the baby's um fucking pole, whatever that is, the fetal pole. Oh, look, there's the sack. I don't even know what the fuck a fetal pole. I don't know is. What any of these no things are. She's meant. like, oh, look at this. Do you know what a sack is? I mean, yeah, that's oh. where the baby like oh. grows in. <laughs> <laughs> but what the fuck is a fetal pole? Do you mean the umbilical cord? No, because no, it's not she's, even developed. I was yet. like, oh, cool pole, like cool. Yeah, and then she's sure. like, she's like, gets quiet and she's like moving that fucking thing around. And I'm yeah, like, that makes me nervous every time they do that. I'm yes. like, where's the heartbeat? Yes, where's it? You hear one? That's Show exactly what happened. Yeah. She was like, okay. So she doesn't even say anything right away. Yeah. And she's like, that's takes, when they get takes shady. the thing out. Yeah. And she's like, okay, so there's no heartbeat. Um, you know, get dressed and like meet me in my office and we're going to talk. And I was like, oh God. honestly, miscarrying wasn't even on my fucking radar. I'm not going to lie. I that's how so I felt about Julian's ears. You, it's something you don't even think of. It's so not in my like, yeah, it was not even yeah. a thing I had. I hadn't thought of it at all. Right. It wasn't even a possibility to me. So I was so confused. I'm like, okay, no heartbeat. What does that mean? And I get dressed and Denny's like trying to hold my hand and I'm like smacking his hand away from me because I'm so like confused. annoyed and mad and confused. Yeah. And we go in the office and she's like, listen, She's like, it could be possibly that your your weeks are off and that you're earlier than you thought. Also, you you went to the doctor at like six weeks. No, yeah, not, I think it, it was no, earlier. No, it was. It was six and weeks. And I said, I was like, usually doctors don't even take you until eight weeks because... Or it was even seven weeks. It was super early. It was definitely earlier than they yeah, would have Yeah, like I didn't even make my doctor's me. appointment until like eight or nine yes, weeks because like nothing is really there yes. yet. Like Yeah, so she's like, you know, you might be off for the weeks and that, it, that could all be or you could have possibly miscarried. And honestly, after she said that word, I just yeah. like stopped listening yeah i don't remember anything after that and it was like a blur and i didn't cry i got in the car with denny and he kept saying are you okay are you okay and pretty much i had to wait a fucking week to go back to that the doctor i remember how long the worst felt. week of my life how long it, it felt like an eternity yeah, yeah. I felt like you, even like for me waiting <sighs> for the results I and felt like it was forever, and, and I couldn't imagine yeah. how it felt for you. And I became like a Google maniac. I was fucking Googling you everything. before you have your neck, this baby for the next in the future. I'm disabling your Google because you cannot do that. Like, I Googled once, like, um, 
Julian had like this thing on his tongue and basically it was um it's called like geographic tongue which is it just looks like a map on your tongue but it's basically like um you get sick meanwhile they're like cancer was coming up and all this other stuff because one thing on the internet leads to everyone else and then it goes by what people's opinions are yeah you have you cannot google when you're a mom like you just go to a doctor or you're so i mean it, from the beginning of the pregnancy yeah. for, till to this moment i've spent my life on no i like, have to I, disable I mean, they may, the amount of forums and stuff i mean if you are looking for information but like i get it you <laughs> might want to but it's all opinions it's not yeah. all facts and it's not doctors yes and it's so true and like so you know it was it was really really a hard week and and i kept looking for any signs of life or or not life like i just it was weird because you know the doctor's like are you have you have been bleeding and i said no not at all like i haven't had any uh, and i still felt normal pregnancy normal miscarriage my doctor when i first went in she checked my boobs and she went up those are pregnancy boobs i could feel them and my boobs were huge i could feel it so i was i was like you know what maybe she's right so i was being hopeful denny was being extremely hopeful he's like a positive yes our negative yes he couldn't understand my worry he was like it's gonna be okay you he was like you don't know what the fuck you're doing the weeks are probably up and i'm like okay 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 so i go back the following week i actually went without denny because um you would just want to do it yourself you know what he had work and they they couldn't take me till three days i didn't want to wait another day right you know what i mean i had to know so my mom and i went and i had to see my doctor wasn't there so i had to see a male doctor who the whole practice is fucking women and the male guy was there that day and i'm like great um he ended up being wonderful but like you know i was just like oh great a stranger is gonna tell me right now if i've lost my baby or not you know and um you know, he Im- almost immediately after the ultrasound started, he was like, I'm sorry. And like he took the thing out and, you know, like it was he it wasn't even he didn't even have to look. And um, he diagnosed me with a missed miscarriage. So what that means and this is what like I think what really fucked me up is that my body thought I was pregnant. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So my mind like couldn't. I, my it just brain didn't like level didn't up. catch yeah. up yeah i'm like what do you mean there's no baby i feel pregnant i yeah. feeling all the symptoms my body ha- didn't know my body didn't know so um you know i got dressed again we went into an office and he kind of told me my two options which like again i hadn't even i i've known people miscarried i've never said to them well would you How? do? Yeah. yeah. That's not a question. Which is you like think a of, crazy right. thing to me. Cause now I'm, you know, it's another thing. I'm like, I feel horrible because you don't know to ask these questions, but like the people who didn't ask me that it felt fucking weird to me. Like, like my, my hope for you was that like, it was just going to pass yeah. and that you weren't going to have to get a DNC because yeah. that's traumatizing. And I was yes. like so nervous, but I didn't even want to tell you, like, are they making you get, because I yeah. just didn't even want to bring that into like the world. I didn't want to put yeah. that thought out there. So, Pretty much the doctor said, you know, you can miscarry naturally. But he goes, because mm-hmm. it's a mis- miscarriage, he yeah. goes, it could take weeks to a month for it to happen naturally. Yeah. And I honestly, it sounds horrible, but I just wanted it done and yeah, done well, because as soon as possible. I, was I mean, like, there's no words to like make yeah. cushion this, but like you're you're carrying around yes, a, something a, that's a, not a, yeah, yeah. there. Not and it's like, horrifying it's, for yes, the mom. Hard. Yes. And it fucked with my head to think that, like, yeah. for a whole, like, even that week, I was, like, almost disgusted with myself. I There's so many feelings you think uh, you, that come through. I mean, you feel, 
that's my like the first instinct, thing I said though. I was like what what I what I do I mean even today like I'm I said to the, did I take too hot of a bath did mm-hmm. I I had a cold one of the days I you know I started retracing my steps did I eat something what did I do and he said from the beginning I mean this guy by the way my doctor I got so fucking lucky he's the most zen gentleman I've ever met and he said you know there's he's the first thing you should know about miscarrying is that it's nothing that you did yeah and that was nice to hear, but like you don't believe it. You no, know what well I mean? That's still like, yeah. They're like, oh, it could be genetic purposes for his ears. How do, I'm, I'm always like, well, maybe I push too hard at, yeah. uh, yes. preg- at labor. Like you yes. don't, you, it's, it's just a mom yes. thing, Jess. Like you always are going to blame yourself when your kid gets sick. You're like, I shouldn't have taken him to the park that day. And yeah. you instantly blame yourself no yes. matter what it is. Like, I'm like literally. I oh my god! I I checked the the water. I mm-hmm. had the levels checked in my house. No, yeah. I thought maybe the there's lead in the is. water. I, no. I mean, I was going like maybe I went to. Yeah, I don't know. I you know. So it, it was nice to hear that, and it's crazy because they're like, okay, you kind of have to make a decision right there, then and there, what yeah. you want to do, and like you're still processing that right. this is all going down. So. You know, um, I, you know, he's, I said, doc, you got to tell me like what you would do. And he goes, honestly, a lot of women that miscarry naturally end up having to have a DNC anyway, because not everything is removed. Removed, Yeah. Um, so he said, you know, that is my professional opinion. That's what I suggest for you. So I said, okay, let's do it. He said, but you you didn't know what it really entailed. No. Yeah. I had no idea. And he said, all right, can you, can you come in tomorrow? I said, yep, I'll be there. Like, yeah. You know, Denny actually, um, had work that day and. You know, I was telling my one friend, actually my friend Jillian, I was like, yeah, she's like, who are you going with? I'm like, my mom. And she said, what about Denny? And I said, I just, I don't want to, I didn't want to make. It's a, it, it was traumatizing. Hard, it was hard and for like, me. Yeah. yeah and you I can't imagine like a yeah. guy who doesn't get it. Feeling. Yeah. I didn't want to bring him in on it. And um, she said, I think you're making a mistake. So I talked to Denny and, and he's like, no, no, I, I want to come. So, you know, it's hard for him to take off work and he took off work. And I have to say that it is one thing that I'm so glad he was there because it, you need the comfort. It, yeah, it was more traumatizing than I realized. I, first of all, I had it in the maternity ward, which was, you know, I mean, it's just, it's... I know, because when I was giving birth one day, I heard the nurses yelling like, oh, we have a DNC coming in. And I'm just like, how? It's crazy how they just like yeah. use, like throw that word yeah. like around moms who are like about to give birth. Like yeah. to even say like that's going on in the same vicinity as a place yeah. that someone's giving birth is like, it's so crazy to me how it's all intertwined. And like, you don't even think yeah. about it. And and for those of you guys that don't, don't know, a DNC is a surgical procedure where they remove the baby. So, um, you know, I had my own room, like, same as I would have if I yeah. was. It was literally in, the, like, the same room that when I have a it's baby like one day. It's like living in a parallel world. Yeah, it's it like is. It's, like, so weird. It's, a, it's an out-of-body experience, I feel like and it must be. two things happened that made me feel better that morning. And one was that the doctor came in to, like, check on me before we went in. And I said, can you check one more time? Oh, yes. <laughs> I was like, can you just check one more time just to make sure? And he said, yeah. And that, even the nurse was like, you know, not a lot of doctors like will do, we'll do that. Yeah. For, yeah. And he, you know, and he looked at he said, I'm positive, Jess. Like, this is what it is. And yeah. I said, okay. And the nurse, and this is why everyone's like, well, yes, having in the maternity ward was 100% fucking traumatic. But my nurse was incredible. She understood it she's been you know what i mean she, yeah, she got they, it they see both sides yes. of the world yes. yeah. and she told me she had two dnc's done she had two miscarriages so i said i said how did you do it i can imagine doing this again that's crazy to yeah. me but so it was nice to have someone there that related but i mean it was 
the saddest day of my whole life. I just cried from the second. Like, they started, like, putting mm-hmm. shit in me, too. They were wheeling me out, and I'm just crying. And I remember waking up and just, like, being zonked from, you know, the, the anesthesia they put you under. And I remember just being just so, I couldn't, like, I wasn't even fully awake, but I was crying. I couldn't stop crying. And it was just nice having my mom and daddy there. And it it's just something that, it's just a crazy thing to think about. So many women deal with this and they do it alone. And they have multiple, and they multiple, have multiple mis- miscarriages. Oh like God. I know somebody who has four kids and she had six miscarriages along the way of four kids. So like, can you imagine doing it six times? Like it's no. And then just keep trying to have kids. Like it's, it's just the mother's love. Like it's, it's the only thing that'll describe it that keeps you going. Cause like yeah. even somebody who had an awful pregnancy, they're like, let's have another one. You can't imagine. You're like, how the fuck no. are you going to put your body through that again? And you're yeah. like, just because you love your kids so much. Yes. Like, so they actually, when you do a DNC, they give you an option where you can have genetic testing mm-hmm. done on the baby. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I want to do that because they could tell you what caused the miscarriage. Mm-hmm. And I, because I said to the doctor, I'm like, I can't do this again. I literally can't do it again. Like, I, I can't even imagine. Like, and people wait two, three times before I they know, start doing yeah. this stuff. And I'm, I just, maybe I'm not as strong as these women. I didn't have it in me. So, you know, um, I, I went home that day. And, you know, the other thing, again, like, you, know, you have to tell everybody now that you told. So I get yeah. that part is hard. I'll admit it's hard. To but like then they're like so supportive and yeah. you realize like how, how like yeah. lucky you are to have people who yeah. are happy for your gain and sad for your loss. Like yes. they're all, they're there. They're not like bouncing on you. And the thing is, you. is like you go through this life changing, emotionally devastating loss. And it's like, why do that alone? There's no reason, you know? And one thing I will say is that like I was in a really really bad place mm-hmm. after um just didn't leave the house for like a week no, it was I crazy went i went to bed so crying bad. i woke up crying i um you know what it's weird because i think something like this can either make or break your relationship mm-hmm. and not that like it broke danny and i but like it was frustrating for me at times like i'm like why are you not crying why don't you get it they'll I, never have that mom thing we were like kind of battling battling a little bit because i i was upset like it wasn't that he didn't care he cared he was upset like he just wasn't showing it the same way i was and i couldn't understand how he was getting out of bed every morning like he also has to be strong for you because you're the one he knows that you're the one who has to cry so one of you has to be strong and like it's just it's like a it's like a man thing like they just man up a lot easier than we do and so they are able to put on an easy a happy stronger face for us and we don't appreciate it because we're like we want you to cry like no i want you to be sad with me but like you're not and i i don't appreciate why you're not it's like weird yeah yeah like i just wanted more from him i don't know what i wanted and so i searched actually um for articles written by men Mm -hmm. and i sent him one and i really suggest this for any women who who are are struggling to explain what they're going through because Mm -hmm. it is hard to explain and i sent him an article written by a man and he said to me he read it and the first thing he said was he goes, do you really feel broken? And I said, yes. He didn't know that. He didn't understand I know, it. Yeah. How could he? Like, his body didn't change. His body wasn't, like, violated. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They don't even go through periods, so they don't yeah. understand how, like, No, you know, men, they get, they get a... Fu- my, my husband gets a cold, and he can't walk the dog. Yeah, like, I know. So, I don't know. Like, I felt like that helped. You know what I mean? For him he to... He needed to Because I wasn't it, able yeah. to express it without screaming and yelling at him, so... That's, that's, yeah. 
you know, I think it definitely, his attitude changed a little bit. He was more sensitive to it, more understanding. But one thing was that as the weeks went by and I wasn't getting better, I felt very alone and very isolated. Mm -hmm. I felt like, you know, and Dennis actually said to me one day, he said, you're scaring everyone. And I was like, I'm just sad. Why don't they get that? Like, no, but you have to, this is why, like, you can't always bring it up to somebody who's going through it, like, and, like, harass them because they have to take their time. Like, you, you should be crying. You but should be letting yes. out your feelings. And, like, and that's the thing. I, I felt like my friends who are not mothers completely didn't get it. Yeah. They were there for me when they I They were said, probably like, oh, my God, are you okay? Are you, how are you doing? Blah, blah, blah. And no, I feel like, but that was it. Then it yeah. ended. I had the DNC, and it wasn't brought up again. When those friends pretended like I was it never pregnant. Yeah, yeah, it never happened. They never asked, like, a lot of people didn't say, like, how are you after the DNC? They didn't say, are you and Daddy try again? It was like, they're scared to talk about it. Well, I get yeah, it. Yeah. It's like, you don't want to say the wrong thing. And trust me, people have said the wrong things. There's, you know, I've heard everything like, oh, well, you know, uh, it wasn't a baby yet. Like, no, crazy no, 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 no. shit. Don't say that. Don't no, ever th- say that to anybody. There's so much shit that people have said that I'm like. The uh, second uh, it comes up pregnant on that thing, a mother is like, I have a baby. Whether yeah. it's. A peanut, literally the size of a lima bean or the size of a eight pound, six ounce baby. It's a baby. And yeah. like you never tell a mother who is lo- losing a baby or is not sure how the baby is, is sick or yeah. whatever. You can never tr- say like, it's not a baby. Even hearing the like, you can try again. Like, I don't know. It's like I'm grieving a loss. Like, yeah. it doesn't matter that I can try again or I can get pregnant easy. Like, I'm lost a baby. Like, yeah. Denny, we lost a baby. Like, how do you... Like, no one seemed to get it. And I get it. Like, I get that I was a little crazy. <laughs> like, and no, you had your right to do that. But people just have to give you your time to, like, my, be okay with it. My pregnant friends definitely understood more. But I think it even freaked them out because the thought of losing a baby to them, I think it came, like, real. Like, yeah. they understood more. Like, this Mother's Day, for example, like, was hard for me. Yeah. It was hard for me. I mean, because... I had dreamt of like how Mother's Day was going to be. Mm -hmm. It seems like every milestone is just really, even like weddings that I'd planned. I'm like, oh, I was going to be six months at this wedding. Yeah. I knew. So, you know, like Mother's Day sucked. And I only one of my friends like texted me and said, thinking of you today, like, I know it's hard. You're going to be okay. Like everyone seemed to move on and I get that. But like for me, I didn't, you know, it's just, um, it's weird. And I, and again, I don't, and I wanted to talk about this because, I have I've had friends who've miscarried and I feel I wasn't there for them like I probably should have been. But there's no way to be there one way for every person. It's true. There's like there's people that are going to be like I want my friends asking me every day how I am and then there's people who are like I don't want to talk about it at all because I yeah. need to get over it on my own and then there's people that are like if somebody pops in once in a while and says how are you doing like that's enough and then there's others that are going to be like I don't want them asking me ever. I don't want to discuss it with them. I'm done. I want to deal with this on my own with my husband. Like yeah. there's just no winning. There's think, no winning in a situation like that. I think my best advice is like if you, you keep it simple and say I'm sorry, I'm here for you. And like they the can reach out to you. Like, I couldn't get out of bed like uh, yeah i would have liked visitors or company and i think i really just scared everybody i mean i have friends that are my best friends in the world that really just it, it's like it never it I, you'd be surprised right i feel like you scared me in a way of not me being like she's not gonna make it through this but yeah. more like i felt like you were gonna you f- freaked me out that you were gonna lose hope altogether and yeah. that's why i kept telling you um i was more like uh, you know me i'm a no, realist so love. i was more yeah. like just this is going to suck. I love you. This whole thing is going to suck. Like 
there is no right way to handle this. You handle it any way you want. Um, don't let it discourage you, but like, don't go rush into trying. Don't let people yeah. force you into yeah. like, do it again. Or don't think about, I'm like, just take your time to do however you need to get over it. We're all here waiting for like you to reach out and like your phone call for us. Like if you need us here, we'll come here. But like, we don't want to overwhelm you yeah. with the fact of like us showing up every day. Cause then you feel like a victim. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's like then we treat you differently and you never want to be treated differently. You know what I mean? Like so Yeah. I feel like No, you were good. You gave me you gave I tried me to like I, I and I tried to like <laughs> change the subject a lot and make you laugh about no, things. You did, and you were actually of, the first person to get me out of the house. Yeah. I was like, get to my house, right? Yeah. I cannot come to you. You need to come to me. And Denny's yeah. like, go, get out of the house. Yeah. And I was like, I'll have grilled cheese waiting for you. <laughs> like, you know what? It whatever was, I have to do to get you out of this room. It was that's hard like a room of to sadness. Get out of bed yeah. And actually Dr. Walter, who um, does our Botox, <laughs> um, <laughs> she was an OBGYN. Yeah. So I had kept in, you know, I was texting her throughout this process and I went to see her and she said, you know, how are you feeling? And I said, I can't get out of bed. I don't want to do anything. I don't want to like the dishes. I look at the dishes and it looks like like there's one cup. And I'm like, it is exhausting for me to pick up that cup and put it in the dishwasher. I don't want to yeah. do it. And she said, well, you're fucking depressed. Like, you it's don't so easy it. to slip into a depression yes. from so many different things. And yes. this is such a major thing. So it's like. That's why, like, I don't know, like, being a doctor, I, had, I, I can't no imagine. Idea. I really had no idea. I was like, I. she goes, those are all the signs of depression. She's like, yeah. Jess, it's okay. Like, I've been through it. Everyone's been through it. Like, it happens, you know, and it's okay to ask for help. But I really, really needed help. I really needed help. And I felt very alone through it because no one got, got it. it. Even me who has kids, I couldn't imagine understanding, like, what she was going through. So, like you know you walk on eggshells almost because you don't want to hurt that person anymore by saying something that you, they don't want to hear yeah. or um yes, I get like that. even talking about the kids like you'd be like oh what's going on and like i'd kind of change the subject about the kids because i was like i don't even want to talk about my kids because i don't want her to be like oh i, I should have been having like it just like this there's, there's nothing like you could say so i was always just like my <laughs> my thing was just like keep making that's what i do is make just laugh like keep making yeah. her laugh and like oh get God. her out and feed her cheese and like, like 20 ugly selfies i literally row. guys we were we're gonna pick our ugliest and post it i she was like i'm just really depressed today and i was like hope these make you laugh and i picked my worst <laughs> angles where you could see like six chins and i just it started worked. sending it them to her. i was happy <laughs> she was like i'm saving all these uh, like but there was a time i honestly i didn't know if i was like it feels like you're not gonna smile again it, you yeah know, it I mean, really the only way to describe it is it feels like and it's not about like because in my head i'm like what you don't even know if you wanted a pre- like why are you so upset but yeah. it's like something was stolen from you like something was Absolutely. taken from your from you and it, you just like want answers and you don't understand why and you're just constantly looking for answers there's nothing and you're right there's nothing anyone could say that's gonna make you feel better but that's why i feel like if you're a friend of someone that's going through this or you're a husband like just be there like if she if your wife wants to cry for 10 hours and watch sad movies just yeah. let her yeah you know what just I mean? just bring her chocolate sometimes just it's better not to say anything at all like i literally told denny sometimes like can you just stop talking like you're making yeah. it worse just like just be there just like lay with the person yes. you don't have to have a talk with them you don't have to do anything just maybe yes. like something that you know that they like like oh let me just make her popcorn and bring it into her maybe she'll just sit there and just like forget everything just like 
stuff that um she would want to do for yeah. herself that she kind of can't like draw her a bath like stuff yeah. that like just make her realize that she's really yes. special yes. is something to just keep up with and let me tell you i had the most profound moment when i went back so after the dnc you have to go back two three weeks later and mm-hmm. have a follow-up with the mm-hmm. doctor to make sure everything's okay right and i told you this man is incredible and he sat me down and he said to me um something that i was like wow it was the smallest little words but he said to me you know um you know how are you doing whatever and he said how is it being back here and i was like oh my god like no one understands that going back to the place is yeah. so hard yeah. like because the last time i was here i had a baby like so it was hard for me to drag my ass there and i was like oh my god he's acknowledging that and that's what people i think going through this want yeah is the acknowledgement that it's it's that you're grieving Each a lot step is harder than the next yes. step and i think yes. people just look at the it first step and then away. they're like oh it's just fine the baby's done like that's not yeah. what it is like there's so much more that follows like how are you gonna feel like when that when you get the next pregnancy test and you take it like are right. you gonna be okay should i be there for or you like, to find out or getting my period i mean it, it was sucks like now a, more than it, it ever did in life you it was like my body was it was like i wasn't supposed to get another period for nine months yeah. you know it was it's like these little, um, these little milestones, like for the next nine months, are They're fucking like horrible. They're yes. like digs at you. Yes, it sucks, and it you sucks. just look at everything like, like that's not a positive. Due date is gonna suck. I mean, all these like Father's Day's coming up is gonna suck. Like these are all. Can I tell that, you something? Yeah. I think that for the baby's due date, you should like have a cheers because now that's like your guardian angel. Instead yeah. of looking at it like Sad. this, I cannot believe like I have to go past this. Like I think that day, like you and Denny, he, sh- you guys should go out to dinner and celebrate. Um someone who's now going to look over you forever instead of being like, this is something that we lost now. Like you have somebody who's not here that gets to like watch over you guys forever. Instead, I I think that instead of celebrate, um, making it sad, you should Mm. celebrate it really. Cause it's still somebody that was yours. There's one thing I do want to say because it's still a special day. I did look for help in, um, miscarriage support groups and there's so many really great ones on Facebook, um, on the internet. Like there's different forums, different apps, but, um, actually I've, I, w- I just saw the other day someone posted like they let balloons go or whatever. We do like that every, um, the on Jean's death on day, Jean's day and, uh, his birthday. And for father's day, we always let go of balloons. It. Yesterday we had a birthday party for a second birthday and they had balloons at the party and we got outside and Skylar goes, can we send these to Poppy? And I was like, yeah, of course, mm-hmm. go ahead, send them up. So they, the, I have it on video. That. I'll post that video for you guys. They literally asked me if they could send up balloons because it's something that they understand that like that's their connection with him is a balloon is a representation of somebody who lives in the sky and watches over them. So yeah. that's something that they associate with balloons. Now they don't look at balloons and are like, these are going to be fun to play fun, with. They're yeah. like, at, after when we're done with them, we send them to Poppy. It's always how they think now. <sighs> it, and I think on that day, you should let out white balloons as I like your little angel, man. You know, what really sucked was really hard is that my, our families. Um, we're so excited. But I then even, they're just gonna I, be more excited I, I the next time. Tell, Don't I couldn't tell my grandma. I couldn't call her. I, I didn't. I couldn't. I didn't have. No, the, it's I, I made my mom call her. I couldn't do it. Yeah. No, that's not on you. That's <sighs> on somebody else to step up and do things like that. That's not something for the mother who's grieving should be doing. That's, that's right. It's and like then I, we took her out for Mother's Day and like we had this long hug and she's she said I wish God took me instead and I felt so horrible. I mean it just sucks. Like you guys just. <laughs> whoever you know that's going through this or if you're going through this i mean it just sucks there's just no it like you said try unless you've experienced it no yeah nobody can even like i'm sitting here trying to understand i just could never understand it i couldn't get it and that's why i'm like you do your best to like be there for that person but there's no right way 
So like whatever you're doing, if you're trying it all, it's helping, but yeah. there's no right way. So don't question yourself. Just be there for them. You know, and and again, coming out like in my miscarriage group, I, I like someone shared an article how Beyonce a few years ago had a miscarriage. Mm. Did you know that? No. Neither did I. She said it was the saddest um, thing that she's ever been through. And um, I can't. It imagine. was awesome to hear a celebrity speak. Out. I mean, nobody talks about this shit. How can 25 percent of women go through it? And you can't really name five of them it's crazy yeah. so i you know i'm like wow you know it's just it, you you respect people being honest and telling their stories and um yeah these miscarriage support groups are really wonderful like it just connecting with other women and hearing you know what they've been through and like you said like oh my god some women have done this five six seven there are women that like they can't like they see a, a pregnancy announcement on facebook and yeah. they, they like even me it was like seeing everyone announce their october babies was Sickening, the worst yeah. yeah you know um or even just being around kids or like hearing other people talk about kids like you you get very angry at the world and mm -hmm. um i definitely you know i have you know i get it I've, I've read people just they stop going to baby showers they can't be at a baby shower mm -hmm. But that's I why I told you not to let it affect you because yeah, it can't ruin your whole life. That's what I'm saying. It can't, it can't be the take healthiest over. thing to do that, like to just be angry and spiteful. And you have to have your time jealous and, and cry and yeah. let it out. But then you can't let it affect you like that because then you'll never do anything and you'll miss out on so many amazing yeah. things that you should have been there for. Let me tell you guys, we're going to get Dr. Nikki on the phone, but let me tell you a really quick um, fact that I actually just read this article. I'd love to share it on our, our social media. Um, uh, because it's, it's an actually disturbing amount of women that experience PTSD after a miscarriage. Mm -hmm. They say their symptoms are severe anxiety, depression, distress, and nearly a third of women say their symptoms impact their work life, and 40% say it impacts the relationship with friends and family. And I get that, like, more than you know, because there's, to this day, there are people that I'm like, wow, like, they don't they don't care about me. And, and I know it's not I know it's not that, but... It is weird. Like you, you do change. You do change. It's, you cannot go through this and not change as a person. Right. You've been through a traumatic experience. Like, you know, it's, um, it's you know, it's it's real, and it just shows that. Like, I mean, it's crazy. I mean, PTSD is it's real, and like if you miscarry, it's it's something you could be experiencing, and you don't even realize it. And like right. until I sat with Doctor Walter, you know, I didn't realize it, and. You know, Dr. Walter, I'm not embarrassed. She gave me, you know, some medication that's seasonal. I'm not supposed to be on it forever. And mm -hmm. it's helped me. It helped me get my ass out the door, go to work, right. um, laugh again, right. not obsess again, you know. So shout out to Dr. Walter because, like, I, again, I don't be afraid to ask for help. But let's talk to Dr. Nikki. Let's ask her, you know, if she can give us any advice on um, how to handle this. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. So we want to take a little break um, and talk about our sponsors, but we were really excited to talk about our first sponsor here today because it's BetterHelp. Um, and, you know, uh, I think that's what this whole episode has been about. Self-improvement. Yeah, self-improvement. And it's actually a brilliant concept. So BetterHelp connects you with professional counselors in a safe and private online environment. So literally on your phone, through text, 
through video call. You can talk to professional counselors who are specializing in depression, stress, anxiety, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief, self-esteem, and anything you share is confidential. You guys, you're getting help on your own time, at your own pace, in the safety of your own home. Some people have anxiety to leave their house, and that's why they're not getting help. But now you can do this in this safety and comfort of your room, in your on your couch anywhere you guys just get the help that you need it's very important there's scheduled secure video or phone sessions plus chat and text with your therapist it's amazing it's so personable it just makes you feel more connected to your therapist you really want to have that connection with them yeah and i think a lot of people are scared of therapy of like get walking like you said walking out the door making that call and this makes it so easy there's three thousand u.s licensed therapists across 50 states and if you're not happy with your counselor for any reason you can request a new one at any time and anything you share with them is completely confidential. So this is your time to be open, completely open, and get the help that you really need. The best part of all is that it's really an affordable option. Bad Examples listeners are going to get 10% off your first month with the discount code BADEXAMPLES. Why not get started today when you can get the help you need in the privacy of your own home by going to betterhelp.com slash bad examples. Simply fill out a questionnaire to help them access what you guys need, what your personal needs are so that they can match you with the right counselor that you'll love and that will make you feel comfortable in getting all of your problems and concerns out. Yeah. So, you know, it's not like they're just going to throw you at some stranger. They're going to match you. you. Yeah. So please, guys, take advantage of this. Um, BetterHelp. What's the promo code, Trey? BetterHelp.com slash bad examples with 10% off discount code bad examples. Make sure you guys use the code. You guys are saving money. FDA does not require brands to disclosure a list of their ingredients, but Lola does offer it. It's completely transparent. It gives you all of the stuff that they put in their tampons, pads, liners, and wipes. Major brands that we know mix synthetic ingredients, and you guys are putting chemicals in your body when you could be using tampons that are made by women who understand what we're going through. I actually just had a baddie message us who ordered these, and she was like, I didn't even cross my mind that, like, to have your tampons be organic like I eat no that's like the most important yeah that's what you're sticking into your body yeah Yeah, and actually I just got my period which was like super depressing and it crossed my mind I was like you know what like I need now more than ever to take care of my body and especially that part of my body yeah so I use my Lola tampons and they're great they're easy they come straight to your door in a discreet package so again like you don't have to leave the house no awkward tampon shopping Shopping, sending your man to go get them they hate us and they have all kinds of products they've got organic cotton tampons pads liners and wipes there's no added chemicals fragrances synthetics or dyes in them it makes your month a little bit easier it's basically filling a subscription that's completely customizable to you you can mix products um, of absorbency number of boxes frequency of delivery you guys can change skip or cancel your subscription at any time yeah and they're gynecologist approved and hypoallergenic so and most important is they're made by women because they're the only (sighs) people who really get us men do not get us that's why they're willing to put chemicals and a men sister give it a try we have a promo code for you today which is 40 percent off all subscriptions when you visit mylola.com and enter bad examples when you subscribe 40 percent is so major i feel like that's like getting it for free i mean they're worth a try if you've never tried something different for your private lady parts uh, now's the time to do it. You know, we're we're going to 2019 and we're taking care of ourselves. Guys, with every purchase that you do, you're getting 40% off and you're also doing good. Every purchase, they're donating feminine products to homeless shelters across the U.S. So women that can't afford them, that need tampons, they're getting good organic made by women tampons. Love it. Thank you, Lola. 
Go to mylola.com, enter code BADEXAMPLES when you subscribe to get 40% off all of your subscriptions. Something that's really important is wearing perfume because you just want to smell nice when you go out, but you can't always afford like the brands that you want, which we get like they're overpriced. They're completely out of control. But now from Dossier, you guys are going to be able to get premium luxury perfume, but their version of whatever your favorite perfume or cologne is, and you're getting it for a fraction of the price. Mm -hmm. You know, fragrance brands, they mark them up. They get celebrities to like put their faces yeah, on Yeah, of these. course. All of a sudden, they're like a hundred I mean, and something dollars for a bottle. Could you imagine? That's outrageous. No. And what Dossier has is fair prices. So they have high-end fragrances inspired by iconic brands. Think Chanel, Dior, Dolce & Gabbana for just $29 a bottle. Now you can pick your scent for every mood and finally have a luxurious collection without going broke. Yeah, and so what's really interesting is that um, the ingredients are high quality. It's not these like cheap knockoffs you see at the mall. Dossier perfume has been carefully crafted and sourced from Europe and is tested to ensure they smell amazing and last all day guaranteed. This, guys, it's risk-free. So with each package contains a try-on sample. If you don't like it, return it. Full, no-hassle refund. Yeah, and it's vegan and cruelty-free, which I know you guys know I'm big on. Um, so unlike some big designer brands, they never animal test. I got this to my door. I thought it was awesome. Another thing they do that's really cool, it comes with like a little baby sample. You don't have to try the big one. You open up. If you don't like the little baby it comes with, you return it and switch it out for a right. different one, which is really cool. So give it a, give it a try. What you're going to do is you're going to head over to dossier.co slash bad examples and use code bad examples. Checkout is 20% off. Go to dossier.co slash bad examples. Use bad examples. The promo code checkout is 20% off. You guys, you're getting, you're saving money. It's risk free you might as well try it i'm smelling like beyonce later babe guys we're really excited we are going to be partnering with reality tv podcast r-e-a-l-i tv podcast it's gonna it's really awesome it's your source for snarky reality tv recaps like if you missed an episode and you didn't or you fell asleep and you need a recap of what happened on last week's like yeah the best drama. and worst shows on tv so 90 day fiance love after lockup sister, sister wise my favorite and of course the housewives no show is off limits jody is your best friend your inner voice she says everything that you're thinking but you're too scared to say she's kind of like us she's like us but like cares about reality tv which is like what we all need to be she's our she's our goals in life yeah she's like our spirit animal over yeah. there doing her thing so she has a new episode every thursday guys subscribe whenever you can to get every one of her episodes if you guys have been really enjoying the podcast experience we really suggest reality tv podcast adding it to your lineup um she's new every thursday and you subscribe wherever you get your podcasts you guys, we have somebody really special on the phone right now. Um, celebrity therapist. She's worked with millionaire matchmaker, the Kardashians. She's a um, author of two different books. She has so much going on. She's willing to take time out to talk to us. We are so grateful to have her here. Dr. Nikki Monty, uh, stucknomore.com. You guys have to listen to this. This is going to be a great segment for everybody. You guys are getting her for free. So listen <laughs> up. <laughs> yeah, an LA therapist. LA therapist for nothing, free here in little old Jersey. <laughs> Okay, so we're not telling them that you're paying me a really... <laughs> <laughs> We've just donated our entire life saving to get you here. <laughs> Doc, thank you so much for taking the time for this. We really, really appreciate it. We're so fucked up and we need you so bad. Yeah. So this is awesome. Uh, <laughs> well, 
And that is my stock and trade. Wonderful. <laughs> so what we've been talking about, um, which I talked to you about, is that I had a miscarriage um, earlier this year. And, um, you know, I think the one thing that I found after um, going through this experience is that it's something that nobody really talks about. It's still taboo. And, you know, we want advice for the friends or even like, do you have any advice for the husband of the woman who's miscarried? You know, oh, like ways yeah. to help that we're not yeah, because helping. I with. felt like yeah. my husband and I like weren't connecting. Like he wasn't understanding my grief on the level that I was, and it kind of was putting a a, a damper. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's very hard for the guys to really get it because it's in your body. They haven't connected with the baby yet, so you know there's a lot of elements. But whether someone's trying or not, and uh, no matter what happens, there's uh, there's several levels on which we react to these things. And uh, I, I'd like to address several of them simultaneously, but I want to say to the, the deep psyche, and I know that this is uh, kind of maybe not the place for this, but I am a depth therapist, and I'm, Ooh, I, 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 I think, I think uh, laughter also heals and... Uh, all uh, and and grief heals and trauma and drama well met actually heals wounding is our friend if we know how to work with it but uh, I know that uh, people don't like to get too serious generally on the air but I do want to no say it's okay this has been a yeah, serious this episode it's been a whole fucking mess, <laughs> we've so. cried we've already yeah. cried well, I tell you, you know, it's important to cry, and I think not enough people do cry about these things. They don't cry about their abortions. They don't cry yeah. about their miscarriages. They don't care, cry about um, loss of dreams of any kind. Oh, my God. Lo uh, I just got chills, loss of yeah. dreams. That's, like, that's exactly well, how I feel. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the things that we're always mourning when we have a relationship that tanks, you know, before we thought it should or if we thought it never should or it should never have really gotten started in the first place, but we've been admitted that. But we still, we're really, or, or um, the ending of a marriage or something like that, we're always uh, in double jeopardying ourselves in a sense because we're mourning the actual experience, or refusing to mourn, as many people do, but the actual experience, but we're also mourning our dream of what the experience was going to mean to yeah, us. Yeah, like everyone always puts a picture in their head of how it's going to go, yes. and then when it's shattered, right. people, I think that's, that's where the depression comes from. It's not the actual thing that's happening, it's what they expected to happen in the end. Right. And let me say this about the word depression. It's an overused word. The actual, actually, depression is the absence of feelings. It's the repression and pushing away Whoa. of feelings. What I always say about that is we depress our feelings, we depress our feelings, and then our feelings depress us. Whoa. And so if you're crying, if you're looking it in the eye, if you're grieving it, you're sad, you're not depressed. Uh, even if you're sitting around feeling that and you're not able to get up and get going, that's okay. But to be with it and embrace it rather than sort of to avoid it or eat your way out of it or drug your way out of it or mm -hmm. eat your way out of it or whatever people do. Oh, my God, I've eaten my not Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> there's a little bit of that. Here. Oh, my God. It's, 
And there really isn't there isn't enough conversation. You're right. There isn't enough conversation about this. And you know, uh, I just I felt uh, like I was scaring. I think a lot of my friends were um, freaked out because they didn't know. First of all, I don't think I'm an overly emotional person to begin with. No, me and Jess are both <laughs> very cold. So when you crack <laughs> us and we do cry, people freak out. Yeah, I definitely scared my friends, oh. and you know, I just felt like I'm um, a disconnect with so many of them. I felt, especially the ones who weren't mothers, I felt like they couldn't understand what I was going through, and um, it really it hurt me. I felt very alone. Yeah. Did you, uh, one of the reasons, of course, that we're, you know, people are told don't start talking about it for yeah. three months is because this is not mm-hmm. an unusual experience. Yeah. It's a sad one, but not an unusual one. And if people didn't uh, get you, there's several things I would say about that. One is that's because you didn't allow yourself, you don't generally allow yourself to be gotten, which the two of you just admitted. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. So, you know who on you yeah for sure it's all it's all us no we we, do it to we need you dr nikki we like in real all, life <laughs> we need to do a whole separate show yeah. <laughs> she's like we can't even cover you vulnerability yeah, yeah for sure yeah because vulnerability is really gives has more gifts than grabs right so it's a great thing uh but anyway i'm excited if you're not a person who generally cries, that you let yourself feel the depth of this feeling because uh, it must have really hit you at a very deep place and yeah. it's important. And uh, it's important because we, we we're, whenever we have a wound, right, this is a wound, whenever we have a wound, uh, an emotional or psychological or psycho-spiritual wound, it it stands on the shoulders of a whole bunch of other wounds that we have had along the way that we haven't grieved either. Mm. So the volume of our response will pl- is because we plug into other stuff, basically. Uh, so, it, it, you know, it's a healthy thing that you did by letting yourself feel this. And uh, I don't know why you felt like other people couldn't understand what you experienced. I felt like in the beginning people were sympathetic mm-hmm. and then I felt like every oh, what a cry again. I felt like everyone else moved on with their lives and I was still grieving, uh, you know. Yeah. Sure. Of course. And that is what happens. People yeah. do move on with their lives. Yeah. Um, you know, I I have a friend who uh who had a a, a really great relationship with her father which, you know, is not I <laughs> I don't I run across a lot of not that, right? Right. Yeah. <laughs> Daddy issues. Uh, he had a great relationship, and I knew her father very well, and I knew him for a million years, and he died two years ago, and she she, she posted on you know, Facebook two years today that Dad died, I miss him every day. And I my answer to her was how gorgeous that you could have a relationship that was so rich that he could, that you could miss him so entirely. Yeah. Wow. My sister-in-law is going to love that because she, she needed to hear it in that way. Yeah. Yeah. Because she has a hard time, um, with the loss of her father. And I feel like that's a different way Way to to look look at at it. it. And she's going to love that so much. You know, that's the thing is, you know, I've lost people dear to me and there's a, there's a grace to it. If we, again, if we allow that to be true for us and, uh, and the same with this. And the thing that uh, I, I, you know, I get and hear that people moved on and, the, and, and you kind of wanted them to stand there with their arms around you, feeling your feelings as long as you 
got to feel them. And, of course, that's not what happens. But uh, on the other hand, what you can do for yourself is to say, what do I learn from this experience for myself? I mean, one thing is uh, my, my husband was quite, quite ill last year. And, uh, boy, I tell you, it really separated the wheat from the chaff. I mean, uh, who showed up and who didn't? Very interesting. Yes. Very interesting. People always say that. They're like, have a baby and see who your real friends are. Because That's right. That's right. Yeah. I, I, you know, I'll be there for you no matter what. Oh, okay. It's really not convenient today. Well. (laughs) Right. But, but I'm, I'm impressed truly that you let yourself uh, do this grieving. And I love that your tears came forward during this talk already because it's important. It's important for people to hear that these tears are so rich inside of you. And probably, I bet, if you did that more in your life, although I don't know if that's, I think that's illegal in Jersey, right? <laughs> Having <laughs> feelings, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> very anti-Jersey. Um, but, uh, yeah. but if you uh, if you did that more, I bet two things would happen. One, people would understand the depth of your truth, and two, you would attract more people into your life who can stand there with you in the dark and in the dismal and hold your hand. And that's uh, not important. That's important to be able to have and, yeah. uh, as, as we move along. You know, I, I'll share something with you that I, because I'm very much about walking the talk, and I, uh, I teach by example, and I tell teaching stories. And many, many, many years ago, uh, I uh, was pregnant in, uh, with, um, with a child, and uh, I gave birth at five and a half months and the baby lived two minutes and I will tell you that I didn't mourn that loss at the time yeah I did you not. just shut down I I was not that person I was I was Whoa. a warrior and I was also very screwed up and uh I had a lot of work to do to be able to finally get to that piece when a friend of mine had exactly the same experience uh, so many, like decades later. And she was like a daughter to me, and I I walked with her through her experience, almost identical. Yeah. Except her baby lived a little bit longer than two minutes. But, and uh, I, uh, that's when I went into mourning. Yeah. Good morning. I feel like as long as you hit the morning stage, it doesn't really matter when. It's just important that you actually take the time to mourn, right? Well, that's true, but sooner is better than later. Right. No, otherwise it'll eat at you. And but you know, there's not a lot of permission for a lot of people and There is this odd idea that if we are, and I don't know who you are in your life, I I know you have this show and you have a lot of followers, but I don't know who you are in your life, but if we're powerful women, which I am, uh, we, we have misunderstood that along the way. It's taken me a long time to realize that vulnerability and power are not enemies. Right. They actually are, they are actually dance partners. And uh, and so that when we stand in that, when we stand in our powerful vulnerability, we actually radiate our highest and best feminine selves. And so 
it sounds like you have a little, you know, we've made a little chink in the armor here for you. And that's one of the gifts of this, of this for you. And that is one thing you can start to look at is how, what if I, what are, what are my learnings out of this? What are the gifts that this moment gave me? My husband can't understand it. He just can't. It's eight weeks. It wasn't real to him yet. Uh, he's not having the same physical response. Yeah. I'm having hormonal responses. I have to say that having those. even when yeah. I had my all three of my kids, like my husband didn't see that it was real until like he even held them. So it like exactly. didn't even after exactly. nine, ten months of me carrying them, he didn't even like get it until they were actually here. So how, how old are you guys? Approximately um, 31. Yeah, 30s, 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 early 30s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so when, when women have their children a little later even than that, you know, into the late 30s, or if the men are older, they have a slightly different, you know, a more of an appreciation, a deeper yeah. relationship to it. But um, no, because, uh, you know, they don't, it's not their bodies in the same way. Yeah. Which is. This topic, it's just so relevant now in general. You know yeah. what I mean? I it's, think, an, I it's like an umbrella. I think in Georgia, if I miscarried, I'd be in jail right now. So yeah. <laughs> 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 I mean, yeah. no friends in jail alone. That's right. We're taking you away now. <laughs> but um, no, seriously. It's, and one of the things, I'm a big fan of writing, uh, uh, writing it out. And so you, to just to really, if you sit down and you be with the page and That's one great of the advice. things I one of the things I did, which, again, better late than never, but, um, and even to the eight-week-old fetus, you know, I wrote a letter. I wrote a letter to the baby that would never be, and I'm telling you, it was really impactful. Yeah, it's real heavy. I'm I so bet. sorry. I can't, I can, honestly, I can't, it's something that I can't grasp. I can't even imagine that. Yeah. It's hard. And then so I guess what's hard is for other people to like who haven't experienced these things. Like even I've never experienced what you dealt with. I mean, like I'm never going to understand Jess's. Jess's is never going to understand yours. You're not going to understand somebody else's. It's, it's all. Like, but you know what? But you know what? The thing is, what connects us all? Yeah. What connects everyone on the planet are not our stories, but our feelings. Mm-hmm. About our story. So your grief and my grief are not different. Different. We're just at different, you know, we're, we're at different stages of our life. So we, uh, you know, we're facing everything in a different way. Yeah. But, and, you know, and also these, you know, dealing with feelings and, and being with people and their stories and their feelings are, that's my life's work. So mm-hmm. that makes it a little bit, you know, I, I have a, I have a, a, a sort of what I call a vertical view versus a horizontal view. But I, it's still... We are joined. We're joined in the fact that we're human beings in an experience of grief. So even your friend who lost her, did you say brother or father? What was that? Your father. Yeah, my sister-in-law, my my husband. Yeah. 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 That, you know, you don't know yet what that's like. Right. Uh, You don't know exactly what, but you can appreciate her grief through the heart. Yeah, I mean, I was there through that, through the whole thing. I have his um, his heartbeat, the last breath he took, I tattooed it on my finger because that was the hand he held after when he took his last breath. Oh. So it was like, I was there for it, so I'm able to understand oh. it a little more, but he wasn't my yeah. father. So it's it's still yeah. like, whenever they talk about it, like my heart breaks for them because I'm like, I'll never, I won't get that until that's me. 
but right, a but. But I try to understand it. Yeah. Listen, what you just said, your heart breaks. Yeah. You know, there's a word often. There's a word that's left off of that sentence. My heart breaks open. And that's what happens each time we enter grief, no matter what it's about. My heart breaks open. And it's the open part that, that where we all meet. We all meet in that at the entryway, right? We all meet in the open heart. Mm-hmm. We, we can meet in the heart if we can remember, if we can remember to do that. Mm-hmm. And so I hope you write that letter or... Do you know, do some writing and looking. Do you know what maybe you learned through this? It's 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 so funny because I, I told my husband this morning, I said, just so you know, just so you're prepared for later, I'm going to talk about the miscarriage mm-hmm. on the show today. And he goes, well, you better uh-huh. tell people what you learned so that they learn something from this. And I go, what I learned? Uh-huh. I go, I didn't learn shit. <laughs> <laughs> I learned a lot of horrible things. <laughs> and I was like, of course I got it. Yeah, but that's because you're a little pissed off at him. You know, you're a little mad because he doesn't get it. So, you know, you don't, he doesn't get to say that. But you're right, though. Like, every, like every experience a is a learning experience. You know what I mean? And I don't know you what know. I learned. I don't know. Well, yes, you did. You start. learned that you're extremely strong, that you're still walking around and able to get through a day of losing a child. And you're still anxious to have another one down the road that you didn't let fear overcome you is something that you learned. Yeah, I learned I'm not that cold of or, a bitch. Yeah. How about the uh, the idea that you have more to teach today than you did mm-hmm. uh, two months ago? Yeah. Yes, that I I can appreciate. People to understand. Yes, that I can appreciate. You know? Yes, for sure. That's a really great way you of know, looking at I, it. This is really a, a sort of a, a benign way to say this, but I'm sitting here in my living room and I'm looking across the way at uh, these beautiful roses, mice husband bought me recently for no reason whatsoever. I love him. Very well trained. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, he brought these roses. When he got the roses, of course, they were kind of closed and as they are. And now they've opened and they're just beautiful. They're sort of this wonderful pink and and, uh, deep pink. And they're, they're at this beautiful stage and you know soon they're going to die. And the question is, have I enjoyed them in their time? It's the reason that I, I tell everyone not to buy me flowers. It's so sad because I have such a hard time dealing with death of even a flower. Like it's the saddest thing to watch. I've never been able to have flowers in my house to the point where they're dying because I can't watch that part. And it seems so stupid. No, but I will say this. If you're afraid, if you're afraid to deal with death, you need to start dealing with death. Yeah, I am. I'm horrified of now it. I, you know, this is the, usually the rule is people who are for, who are terrified of death, and I don't know if you're terrified, but if the people who who run from the conversation and can't deal with it are actually afraid of life, so it's usually the opposite of whatever that we're talking about and what we're what we're really up to. Yeah. No, I was going to say, um, it's funny, the life and death, because when I was having the DNC at, um, in the hospital, I was in the maternity ward, and my good friend just happened to be there that morning. She gave birth to her son. It's like the circle away. of life. Yeah. yeah. It was one of the things that, like, uh-huh. made me smile. It still makes me smile because, like, I was losing something, but, like, this amazing, like, boy was coming into the yeah. world, and she's yeah. such a good mom and a good person, and I'm just like, yeah. it is a beautiful thing. Like, it's just life. 
Yeah. Well, I was pregnant uh-huh. with Jaden when Jean was dying. And yeah, so right. that I knew that she was never going to meet him. So like I had him hold mm-hmm. my stomach as well. he was going so that he could be with her yeah. at least a few. <laughs> Doc, I, I will say Tracy's done an incredible job of keeping her father-in-law's memory alive. And the, all three kids all, you know, poppy, poppy. They, they talk about him. I mean, that's one thing she doesn't give herself enough credit for because I know a lot of people when somebody passes, they, you know, it's like everyone likes to pretend. They don't want to talk about it. It's too hard to face. And she yeah. doesn't realize that she does a really good job of, of keeping his memory alive and making um, yeah. us remember that, you know, what a great man he was. Thank you. Thank well, you, Doc. Uh, this You are yeah. uh, really wonderful, I have to say. I feel on a high right now I know, after me talking too. to you. Me too. Oh, that's so great. Well, I hope you do that. I hope you do that. I'm very grateful to whatever, whoever the listener was who suggested you, yeah. you uh, reach out to me. Um, yeah. And thank you, listener, whoever you are. We're definitely going to have you back on the show because we've got many more issues to, yeah. <laughs> to, 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 yeah. to go after. We're going to use you for I free as long as we can. <laughs> Well, I look forward to our next talk together. Yes, yes. guys, follow Dr. Nikki on Instagram. D-R-N-I-C-K-I-M-O-N-T-I. I'll Doc- sing it in Mickey Mouse voice. N-I-C-K-I-M-O-N-T-I, Dr. Nick. <laughs> I kind of feel like I'm on like this extended high right now. Yeah. Like I'm floating on a cloud after. She has like the most soothing yes. voice. It was, and then it was like very relatable voice. Yes. I don't know what it was. I felt like I was talking to a mom. You know, me and you too. Like we're just like, me and you just kind of were looking at each other. We just, just like, like sat like, there and yeah, listened. It was like the first time I think we've actually listened <laughs> to somebody else. Amazing. I know, I know. She's spot on though. Like, she's wow no it was like i felt very like she was speaking to me there that was wild yeah no for sure i get that i mean what was she saying like like open like love like like you're open to it well the roses really got me because she was like you just have to appreciate like while they're here what they have and i'm like that's like what i don't appreciate i am always rushing everything because i'm on like new york time and i just constantly go 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 and i don't ever take time to just let things happen so you know, Denny and I both, um, we decided to get the genetic testing of the baby. And right. um, it came back that it was um, something actually very common. It's called, a, it's, it was chromosomal. Mm-hmm. So there was an extra chromosome. I forgot. I think it's, uh, it's chromos- uh, something 16. So, uh, so it's different than, or, or was it 17 or 18? One of those. So my doctor literally was like, Jess, like you, this is, um, this is the, you know, I told you that, you know, you can't cause your own miscarriage. He goes, this is literally the definition of the body, like taking care of something that can just never be like this pregnancy was just not healthy. Maybe it and wouldn't have lasted anyway. Yeah. That's and what it was exactly your body just said. knowing better. Yes. That's exactly what he said. Your body was taking care of this, it, mm-hmm. you know, and like it, it couldn't survive. So he said, listen, I, if you want to do some more testing, have you and your husband come in, we'll do take mm-hmm. blood work, whatever. So Daddy and I did further testing and, um, you know, we both came back really good because he said something about how like maybe our chromosomes like don't match each other. And that's what mm-hmm. it could be like a thing. Because I said to him, I was like, listen, I'm going to keep it real. I ha- I did not do well with this. I know nobody does. Yeah. But I was especially in a, in a hole and I said, I can't go back there. Like it'll what destroy me. What do I have me. to do? Yeah. Because sure he said, I'm going to be honest. Most women wait till their second or third miscarriage to do this testing. And I said, I want, I don't care if to pay for it. I want to do it. I want to know. Yeah. So, um, he said, okay. Um, so it was really good. I felt really good and he feels really good about the results. Um, I'm going in for one more test. Mm-hmm. It's called an HSG. I'm actually going this week and they pretty much like squirt. I have to go to the hospital to do it. They squirt like 
blue dye in okay. you. Um, and he said it's pretty much the last test that we can do to, you know, because I just want to know if I have, if this is going to happen again, I need to be mentally, mentally prepared, prepared for it. For sure. Like if I'm someone that it's, it's going to happen, you know, time and time again, right. I just, I need to know. And like, there's also things you can do if, if, if I am more likely to have a miscarriage, there's other ways we can try to get pregnant, you know? Right. So, um, so far so good. I'm going to have the test on Wednesday. And he said, it's literally the last thing we can do. He said, once this test is over, he's like, I can pretty much guarantee that it was a fluke right. and it won't happen again. Um, so, and if it does, it's the plan and it'll happen when it happens because of everything happens for when it's supposed to. So I'm supposed to wait two cycles before we start trying again. So two periods, Mm -hmm. um, each period is I've had two, they've sucked. Um, you know, and it's, and it's, and the good news is that most women who miscarry go on to become pregnant and they have a healthy child. You know, it's also, hard to look like that far ahead when you're in it, but I also feel it's like the truth. You shouldn't be tracking it. I feel like you should just let it happen. Like, I feel like when you're tracking I, yeah. it with the, um, when I'm ovulating and that whole thing, it just becomes overwhelming for your mind and your mind and your body is all connected. And it just, it stops the process of like right. naturally happening. Just mm-hmm. let it happen. Have some fun. This is the whole process of it. Like you're right. having fun and practicing is like the best part of getting pregnant is yeah you know you're you're spot on and 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 this time around like um we got pregnant so fast last time i don't want to overthink it because you know i do have mixed feelings about it i in one breath i'm like of course i want to i want to find that feeling again and the other Mm -hmm. breath i'm I'm terrified i'm scared um you know i feel like um I keep having this thought that like my first pregnancy ever was ruined from, you know what I yeah. mean? Because now I'm just, I, can you imagine I would, I'm going to be a paranoid mess. I'm going to want fucking an ultrasound every week. Like, yeah. how Luckily, could you not? they do. <laughs> yeah. Here in America, we yeah. can get as many as we want. I know overseas in like Europe, a few people in the UK have been like, oh my God, you, we only have one ultrasound. Ugh. And I'm like, oh my God, one, how, how are you even like getting through that yeah. nine months. I know I had one every two weeks and wow. Yeah. Yeah. So they I'm going to want that. I'm going to be a crazy person. I know that I know how I am. I'm going to be waiting to feel every kick, every, yeah. you know, seeing that heartbeat for the first time is going to be, it's going to be extra special. And then yeah. you know that this baby is going to take care and watch over the next baby that comes. And yeah. then this baby will just have guardian and, angel and siblings. And you want to know funny about rainbow babies? I'm a rainbow baby. My mom miscarried before me. I'm, you I'm the first. And you had somebody watching over you this whole yeah. time. You didn't even know. Oh God. Well, I'm sorry to talk doc- Dr. Nikki got me all feeling all light, you know, I'm all sad again. <laughs> but so, yeah, so, you know, hopefully um, we're going to take it slow. Um, and, you know, I will hopefully have that rainbow baby one day. I can't believe it's just my, this whole experience has been a tr- really a transformation of me from being like terrified yeah. of it to like seeing it's, it can, it's not so scary. So, yeah, yeah. for sure. You're going to be a great mom. I'm not worried about you at all. Thank you. I love you. And it's love funny, you. Dr. Nikki said, like, you have to smile. And it's something that I was very noticeable that I was not smiling. And like you, that was, you know, like I said, every friend, every family member had a different role in this with me. And like your role, like you made me smile. You made me laugh. You made me like you looked on the bright side of things. And that was nice because I needed that. Good. You know. Okay. You never know like how to help a friend, but you have to just go with your instinct of however you normally were with them. Like don't change how you were and just kind of keep up that way. Yeah. Yeah, my my best advice is if you know someone that's going through this is just check on them, check on them, check in on them. Don't even if it's been a month, like go go back and or take them for coffee or just stop by the house because you know what I don't want to fucking leave my house <laughs> like or just to, force them to come out yeah. of their house like I did. <laughs> yes, exactly. Bully them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I love you guys. I feel actually much better. This is 
this show this was jess's therapy say, session yeah, we always say that like that you know we're your, we're your therapist but like it is therapy for us and you know um if you guys have had this experience and you want to message me and talk it through with me let's do it i'm so open to that you know and one thing i will say when I was going through it and I wasn't talking to anyone and I felt very alone, I was she with was you, messaging yeah. you guys. I would literally go on our Instagram page and every message, there was like 400 messages and they were all read. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my God, Jessica is <laughs> literally stalking our Instagram for like outreach it made right me now. It feel better yeah. to help other people with their problems. It Without just, addressing yours. Yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. It, it's just a way to get your mind off your own it self. Did. It, it really, helps. it did. It helped me. It helped me like feel normal again. Yeah. So thank you guys. And thanks for listening to this journey and um alan baddie daddy <laughs> baddie daddy oh uh, you know this is good stuff i feel like you're gonna be real in touch with your feelings yeah i feel like this. alan's gonna go take like a hot bubble bath and drink <laughs> a glass of white wine after this um yeah we want to thank dimly wit you guys um there he's the one who's helping this all make sense to you when you're listening to it um share this is like probably the most important episode that we want you to have other people subscribe to because anything with depression or um internal feelings or loss of any kind needs to hear this um especially you just got free therapy from celebrity therapists like dr nikki charges she charges rent per hour (laughs) okay guys like we just got free therapy you need to have all your friends stop what they're doing subscribe to this podcast right now so they can hear this episode it's so important we love you guys thank you thank you for for sharing this like letting me share this with you i love you and this week you got dr nikki so cheers bitches see you next tuesday don't forget guys new episodes air every tuesday so see you next tuesday Even though we are not your best examples, Uh, we're the best you've got. So cheers, bitches. Cheers. Rate, download, and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. Hosted on dimlywit.com.